הרן אם מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש בשבארת המה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש תדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכה חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם את שמחה נא נח נח ונחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם השורטר פודקאסט הזה We're just going to do uh, three, I think three, uh, three sikhot, uh, three conversations. 268, 269, and 270. Let's hop right into it. From the, from the midnight prayer that we say. How was the holy temple destroyed? Was the holy temple destroyed? How long will we cry out in ca- captivity, in bondage? Until when? Etc, etc, dot, dot, dot. The son of your maidservant. Etc. All phrases from Tikkun Chatzot. Rabbeinu was saying this. And it was hinting to Rabbi Natan how much he needs to scream out like this before Hashem. To scream this out before God. And he used this as an example. How these words are able to awaken the heart. Rabbeinu said these words. He's saying these words with the, with the melody. The hymn of Chatzot. Bekol na'im amok me'od. With that midnight melody, with a deep and pleasant voice. Rabbeinu also spoke about the praise of the chorus of Tikkun My beloved descended down Legano to his garden. Rabbeinu is saying that this verse. This tikkun chatzot, this conversation, this tefillah, is speaking about the debate, the argument, the back and forth between the Knesset Yisrael, the gathering of Yisrael, which is a reference to the Shekhinah, to God, to God and, between God and the Divine Presence. And Rabbeinu continues and he says, And this debate should awaken the heart very much. The same debate that's been happening for centuries, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years since the beginning of creation, this debate. Ever since the, the Malchut has gone into Galut, ever since the Divine Presence has gone into Galut, um, since the time of the sin of Adam Arishon, and then after the destructions of the temples, as long as the temple is still destroyed, there's still this debate going on every single day, every single hour, every single moment, especially at Chatzot, when Hashem Barach descends down to Gan Eden. And he sits with the tzaddikim. It's a very deep, deep thing that we have to ponder about tremendously. About this, the destruction of the Holy Temple and this debate that's constantly happening. Between the Divine Presence and Hashem Itbach. And how the Divine Presence and Hashem yearn to unite with each other. But of course, they still wait for this day until the coming of the Mashiach. Until the rectifications of all the worlds, of the lower world, which will affect the rectification of all the upper world. God willing, we should have the merit to see this speedily in our days, to see the temple being rebuilt. And the way to do so is to wake up Chatzot. That God willing, we should have the ability to wake up Chatzot, to build our dat, of course, also. 
אז הגמרא עשה כל מי שיש בו דעה כאילו נמנה בית המקדש בימה. anyone who has that, anyone who has consciousness, it's as if he built the temples in his days. That, of course, if the temple is not built in our days, it's as if it's destroyed. We have the ability to build the temple. And if we're not building it, we're destroying it. It's, um, it's, uh, it's uh, something to think about. That God willing, we should have the merit to affect this and to actually rebuild the temple through our dad, through our consciousness, through drawing people close to the tzaddik and um, waking up chatzot, God willing, and all the other pieces of advice that are able to, to do this. סעיף רש סמכתת, קונברסיישן 269. לעניין הבלבולים שמבלבלים את האדם בעבודתו, this is with regard to the confusions, the, the, the doubts that constantly plague a person in his avodat Hashem, in his serving God. A person's always undergoing doubts and he always has doubts and confusions and um, questions. שלפעמים נדמה שכך הוא צריך לעשות ולנהג, sometimes it seems to a person that it he needs to conduct himself in this way, in this fashion. And afterwards, and afterwards, it seems to him that he shouldn't have conducted himself in that way, he should have done it in another way. And sometimes, sometimes a person has so many confusions because of this. And he responded to all these ideas, these questions. These confusions, these bilbulim. What did Rabbeinu say? What do we need to confuse ourselves with? Why do we confuse ourselves? What's the point of confusion? However you do it, you do it. <laughs> look, at, look at the simplicity here. It's so deep. It's so simple and yet it's actually infinitely deep. Because we're always dying for reassurances. We're, we're begging Hashem to help us to, to give us assurances, to, to help us understand, is this right, is this right, is this right, is this right? And of course, it's a good thing to, to think about yourself, am I doing the right thing, to question yourself, am I doing the right thing or not? But that should never get in the way of action. And what I mean by that is, what Rabbeinu is saying here, Rabbeinu says, the way it's done, it's done. The way you do it, it's, just do it. The main thing is that you do not do evil. Meaning, if it's a scenario where you're not sure, you're not sure whether to take this deal in business or not take the deal or this, that, you do the best decision that you think. You do the best decision. You make the best decision that you think according to the best of your ability. As long as the decision is not against halakha, as long as the decision is not against the Torah. In a scenario where they take a deal or not to deal, take a deal in business, where there's no problem of dishonesty or honesty, it's totally fine either way. But you feel something in the direction that you want to take the deal, then do it. There's no. We shouldn't confuse our t- ourselves with trying to get to the root of the answer. For Hashem Bach is much bigger than this. Hashem, Hashem is not expecting us to know everything the way it is. Hashem, though, is expecting us to have emunah, to make a decision as long as it's not against the Torah. And something evil, God forbid. And with that decision that we make, relying on Hashem Yitbach, Hashem Yitbach is able to transform that decision for good. And that's a principle that we all have to ingrain in our minds. Like Rabbeinu says in Yiddish, the men tit, tit men. Whatever you do, you do. Abit metit nit kain As long as you don't do any evil, God forbid. That's the main thing. The main thing is, be sincere 
Be honest with Hashem Yitbarach. Make a decision, go. Rabbanu says, <laughs> it's very small Torah, one of the smallest, in fact. I'll um, brought down in the verse in Parashat Beshalach, if I'm not mistaken. Um, when the Jewish people are screaming out to Hashem Yitbarach on the Red Sea, they're not sure what to do. Hashem Yitbarach tells Moshe Rabbeinu, why are they screaming out to me? Tell Bnei Israel to travel, they should move. Rabbeinu says, sometimes when a person screams, or when a person screams, they are telling him to just go, move. When a person screams out to God, they tell him to move. The simple kavanah, the simple ability, to the simple understanding, the best of my ability, the way I perceive it, is that What Rabban was saying is that when you scream out to Hashem, go, act, move. As long as it's not bad, don't do the bad, of course. As long as it's not bad, just go do it. Do whatever you think is best and move. You don't need assurances from anyone, not a person who can read uh, this, that. And do the best you can. Rely on Hashem. Rabban says the main condition is that you scream out to Hashem. Look over there. People, you know, people always have the question. People always have the question. A lot of the times people will say, and this is where they'll try to prove that tefillah is less important than it actually is. They'll say, look, look what it says in the, in the verse. God tells them, now is not a time to pray. Meaning there's a time for prayer and there's a time not to pray. You'll look in the unkelus actually. It's not like that at all. It's always a time to pray. Always. Before you act, you always have to pray. You always have to pray before you act. As it says over there in Unkelus, in, Unkelus, in, the, in the Targum, Kabelit Tzelotech, I think, something along those lines, I've accepted your prayer, tell them to move. Meaning what? The only condition that they were able to move afterwards is because they, 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 they rained their voices out. They screamed out. Because they screamed out, because they prayed to Hashem Ibarach, Hashem Ibarach accepted their prayer and told them to move. The moving comes after the tefillah. Rely on Hashem Ibarach. The tefillah is relying on Hashem. When you rely on Hashem Ibarach, go, act, as long as it's not bad. I think it's a simple piece of advice that we really need to reinforce because we always feel that we need to know the answer to everything when Be'emet. Hashem Ibarach is not asking that from us. He's just asking us to rely on Him and to do what we think is best as long as it does not go against Aracha. Just know, if it goes against Aracha, then the other decision is best. Torah Ayn Resh. 270. Or conversation 270. Amar. Rabbeinu said, When we say, sing the Mizmor, chapter 107, um, on Erev Shabbat, on Friday afternoon, before we say the afternoon prayer, you're able to break your heart very much over there in that tefillah. And to express your conversation with the Rabbi you can make a bodedut out of this mizmor. And uh, by the way, we see from here, it's a custom, especially a breast of custom, to recite mizmor kufzain, to sing mizmor kufzain, Tehilim chapter 107, before we do mincha on Shabbat, on Erev Shabbat. Before we do mincha on Friday afternoon. When you're at home, before you go to shul, it's good to read chapter 107. And to do it, out of it, to speak to Hashem out of it. That's the source of um, one of the sources for um, Gomel, the 
the four times we recite Gomel, it speaks over there about the people who travel overseas, who go to prison, who, etc., etc., all the different categories of a person who needs to recite Gomel, who needs to thank Hashem for being saved. And uh, that's the Mizmor, chapter 107, if I'm not mistaken. Rabbi was saying, you can pour out your heart to Hashem from this chapter, because over there it speaks about the troubles of the soul, how the soul goes through many troubles, and how a person should scream to Hashem over everything, like we just talked about. And this can be understood by everyone. This mizmor in its simplicity can be understood by everyone. So, God willing, we should have the merit to, to read and to sing mizmor 107 before Mincha uh, Friday afternoon. And God willing um, to do it um, with the conversation, with the, with the sincerity. Shawim and Rabbeinu continues. Another practice in the breast of our tradition. Of course, this is Hasidic. Um, this is a Min Hagir Hasidut. That what do they do? They read the Kegavna paragraph. They read the Kegavna, um, the, uh, the Kegavna, um, sorry, it's a passage from the, the Kegavna passage from the Zohar. Um, I forget where it is. It's in Sefer Shemot, page 135a. I forget which parasha though. Nonetheless, it's a famous thing. Just uh, You can even look it up on Google, Kegavna, uh, and spell it out literally like the way it, is, um, like the way it sounds, Kegavna. And uh, you can see the, the paragraph. It's a Hasidic thing. Go to pick up a Sidur of... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Chabad uh, Sidur, even Hasidic uh, Sidur. You'll see over there, Nusach Sfard. Um, you'll see over there the the passage, and it is customary for all brachos, regardless of tradition, Sfardi Ashkenazi to recite this before Barechu of Arvit on Friday night. So Rabbeinu is giving us two customs, practical customs to do. Everyone, and Rabbeinu is um, he's validating it and he's saying that it's very important. When we say those these words, within the Kegavna passage, which literally means all of them are crowned in new souls. Rabbeinu says it's fitting, it's only fitting that we awaken ourselves very much with great joy and with awesome emotion when we say this. It's, it's fitting to clap and to dance when we, when we hear such things. Um, all of them are crowned in new souls for literally all the Neshamot, the Jewish people are crowned with new souls on this day, on Friday night. Especially right before the Barichu, which we're receiving, an aspect of the soul. Especially um, when we get to Vayinafash later, um, Hashkivenu, different places across the tefillah in which you receive new souls. Um, forget exactly where you receive the new souls, um, but um, nonetheless, it's coming to show us the importance of um, feeling that emotion when we say those words. God, who should have the merit to say Kigavna and to recite Mizmor 107 before Minchav Shabbat. Um, Minchav Erev Shabbat, sorry, Minchav Friday afternoon. And that's it for today. Bizrat Hashem will continue in the next episode with Seif Resh Ain Aleph Bizrat Hashem.